This is Vanessa. And Vanessa. And And this this is Shit on the Table. We are a grooming podcast for groomers, by groomers. We talk about the everyday life of grooming, hot topics, and tell your stories. Feel free to check out our website for our merch and other stuff, I guess. And (laughs) donations. If you'd like to donate to our podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. We would love to go up, 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 and beyond with this podcast. We do have goals, but we broke bitches. Uh, so feel free. Um, also, I feel like such an asshole. Because <laughs> I've been meaning to give this person a shout out. Um, who sent us the nail clippers. I cried. I cried. <laughs> yes. When she gave me those nail clippers. The I finally r- just gave them to Vanessa too. <laughs> I know she's a dumb bitch. Don't even ask about the the leads and stuff like that. She's such a hoarder when it comes to nice bougie things. She's like, you can have the leftovers, and I'm like, I hate you. But yeah, just this like overwhelming relief, and then the sense of dread that my favorite clippers will never be manufactured again. Although, although I do feel like. Another company is going to come out with the same ones now that... Aussie Dog is gone? Yeah, now that Aussie Dog is gone, um, somebody's going to come out with the almost the exact same clippers. I mean, they have to, right? Those things were like the hot commodity yeah. of the, yeah. you know, the um, convention circuit. Everyone's like, Aussie Dog, Aussie Dog. And they would always be bought out. We'd always be, like, seconds too late. Yeah. And then anytime I talk to a groomer, they're like, hey, have you tried these nail clippers, Miller's Forge, or whatever? And I'm like, no, try Aussie Dog and come back to me. And they're like, I tried Aussie Dog. You are totally right. I'm like, yeah. I started off with Miller's, so... I, I like... I liked Miller's. Yeah, I had the big ones, and I had the little ones. But mm-hmm. it was nice that the Aussie Dog was just a two-in-one, even though they were tiny. And, like, I'd have those things forever, like, years. I have my original pair from when we worked at PetSmart. They still work. They just, they don't cut as nicely. Yeah. I use them when I'm, like, because I lose them all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't actually lose them, but, like, I misplace them. So, if they're there, they still have, like, the nail polish on them from when we had to put nail polish on all of our stuff. I still have that one. And then I have my second pink ones and my red ones because I got a set. How about me being a hoarder? Those were the two that we got together. <laughs> yeah. Like, we got, like, two. And then those last me up until now where I was like, I need new clippers. That's so cool. And then I got new clippers. And I'm like, already cutting dogs' toenails too short. It's great. Yeah. Every time I, so I get new nail clippers, I'm always, I always accidentally quick the dogs all day. And I'm like, this is horrible because I'm not... You don't realize, like, how sharp they are. So you get a new pair. <laughs> and it takes a minute for, because it's such a clean cut. You're yeah. like, they don't bleed for, like, a second. And then they're just bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, whoops. Yeah, my it's bad. Horrible. It's horrible. Um, I'm using the Ryan's brand right now. Um, I'm kind of like, I'm really weird and I get really sentimental about things. So it's like, I even kept her thank you card that she sent us along with the clippers. That was a wonderful gift. Yeah, I did send her a thank you card in reciprocation to, so I have your address, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) JK, JK, but not. Um, So, like, I did send her a thank you card, but I always want to give, like, a nice little shout out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, of course. Um, But anyways, so I kind of don't want to use them. (laughs) 
because it's because it's that it's like our first like I don't know I'm probably a horrible person because my memory is like so bad but I don't think we've been sent like a gift we have you've been sent a baby gift and we had those the uh, baby gift yes the leads yes the yes, the, yes. the tub but leads I used those. Yeah, the tub leads. That is correct, yeah. So, yeah, we've been sent gifts. It's just this was something that we were so desperately... It's not something that we're, like, we didn't know of. And it was, somebody sent it to us, sent it to us because we, they were, they were like nice. It was, like, we are just so saddened. And it was just, like, the greatest little pick-me-up right there. Yeah. So, like, your spirits are maybe just a little higher right now because Aussie Dog is no longer... It's antique now. <laughs> I feel like I was just sent an antique gift. That, like, I have to put on display. You know, like, yeah. get a shadow box, put it on display. You know what's so funny is I have an extra shadow box. That is so funny. Like, wood and glass. <laughs> like, I feel like I could possibly go on Antique Roadshow, and they'd tell me that they're worth, like, $5,000, and if I want to sell or not sell, and then obviously I wouldn't sell, you know, because... I have it, you know, like I have to have the things. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but like I was shopping at Kohl's, right? There was this really nice dress that I knew I would never wear. I actually never wore it because when I donated it, it still had the tag. But I had to have it because someone else, after I put it back on touched it. the shelf or the hanger thingy, she went up and was like, mm, baby, and it was kind of like talking to herself. And then I was like, <gasps> and I went back and I snatched the dress. <laughs> I never wore it. I should have just like never bought it. It was a waste of money. It was horrible. But like I am, I've got that like older sibling syndrome, I think, you know, when you had to like share all of your things. So then you start to become extra stingy with your things. That was me. It's still currently me, but, like, I try really hard not to. But, you know, it happens. <laughs> I still have those thoughts. Like, I when I got the nail clippers in the mail, I was like, I don't have to tell Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you weren't going to. I was like, I should just keep these. She'd never know. <laughs> but I told you immediately, so it didn't happen. But I definitely had the thought... Like, and especially if it's a nice thing, and it's not just you. I do this with everybody. I know you do. So yeah, yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) but it's the season of giving. It is the holidays. That is not a fucking excuse. (laughs) But so uh, my three doggy lady, Bishan, and all that stuff. So I finally just made the schedule. Yeah. Um, I'm not happy with having to work until 8 p.m. on haircut days, so two times a month I'll be working until 8 p.m., but, I mean, like, 7 p.m. is much better, but, on bath days, but, yeah, so that's handled, and once Harvey's out of school and all that stuff, it will go back to normal. I'm surprised you didn't just let her have that little bit of slack. What do you mean? Someone's at the front door. So my doorbell is turned off. I don't know why it is ringing. But it's just... Who is that? 
a voter, I'm so fucking over the primaries. Like, everybody, because I have never, okay, so we live on the east side, right? Mm -hmm. Well, kind of east side. And I've never lived in an area where you got so many door-to-door visitors. Okay. When I lived on the other side, it nev- I never had door-to-door. Like, ever. Maybe like once a year. Okay, so and that is not because of where you live. It was because of the times. So after 2017, there were... Um, an influx of volunteers before it was like super stagnant so you never got it didn't matter where it was where I lived on any side of town you didn't get a lot of text messages emails you didn't get a lot of that I'm just talking about in general I know that this election is like super important no it's, it's just because of after the 2017 election there has been a huge amount of like people volunteering to do phone banking all of that so all of that just increased exponentially after 2017 so now it's like a new culture so like yeah, but it wasn't even this bad though it just gets worse each year because it's horrible it's but because, i'm talking about it in general like we get solar people that come over here i get yeah. i i get so many door-to-door people and this is like pre you know when it started to get heavy election time I've never had this many people. Yeah. Like, it is a weekly occurrence of someone knocking on my fucking door. Yeah, well, because of the elections, I got a lot more, like, people coming to my house, phone calls, emails, and stuff like that. But that's that's really only because of the time it is now, because it's so close to the elections. And then on top of that, like, there's just been so many more volunteers than there has ever been at any point in time in our Vegas time. Yeah. I guarantee it. Um, Because it's changing for the better, you know, I think. Yeah, and you have to go through old school ways of like going door to door, you yeah. know, and talking to people and not everybody wants to talk to you, but like you still have to talk to them. Oh, I don't answer the door. So nobody ever gets to talk so to me. So when, um, when there used to be like door to door salesmen that would sell like knives, paint, whatever, you had to put a sign up that said no solicitation. You still do. Do you have a sign that says no solicitation? No, I should, but it's not like on the forefront of my brain. <laughs> well, not, now it one. will be. <laughs> yeah, no, I need one. And I didn't think I'd ever need one because, you know, prior to three years ago, we never had these many, like, we still get, we get, like, door-to-door salesmen. Like, that was eradicated a long time ago. Yeah. But people are still coming here. The only people that are allowed to come and knock on my door is if you're selling any kind of food. Then I will open the door. I'm like, what you got in your hand? Is that tamale? I had when I lived. You can put like a sign that says no solicitation except for, except for the tamale lady. <laughs> well, no, I had a little family that would sell menudo door to door. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. I liked the donut guy when Stacia used to live in the hood off of Tamaris and like Tropicana, which is like straight up hood. There's this guy who'd make homemade donuts. Oh. And they were huge. There's like the size of your head. Oh, yeah. But they were so good. All they were was powdered sugar, yeast donuts that they that mm. he made in the morning. Mm. So yeah. good. He could come to my door any day. We used to have this old lady with a bell, Olote. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Mm, yeah, so good. Yeah, you just gotta put up a sign that says only food, only food. So no solicitation, <laughs> only food. Only food. They're always gonna be at your door. Yeah, it's stupid. It's so dumb. I've just never like. I remember the door to door. We um, got a Kirby 
when I was growing up from the salesman. Uh, we sold, we got that, that cleaner. Do you remember the cleaner that would come door to door? We bought that stuff. And he'd like spray it in his mouth to show you how non-toxic it is. No. No? I lived in apartments and then uh, like some houses. My mom, we were, nobody wanted to come to our door. Because it was just scary out front or what? I don't know. Maybe. Depending on the neighborhood. Did you have lots of dogs, like not dogs, uh, cars in front? In one house, yes. <laughs> it was a very busted up looking house. Okay. But then there was also other houses where it was just like, there's people running in and out of the house, like teenagers and children. Mm-hmm. So like nobody would ever come to the houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that never happened here. And then now I live in HOA, so. Oh, that never happened. Yeah. No. So we don't get the solar people. We don't get anything. Yeah, we get it fucking all. I am kind of half tempted to like look into solar though, but I don't know. My sister got solar and it ended up costing her more. Well, our electricity bill. Okay, so um, my grandmother, she does live in California. She spends a hundred and like. 20 bucks a month on solar but then she actually gets money back on her electricity bill um so that would be like a major discount for us because mm-hmm. we our electricity bill in the summer is about 500 dollars. yeah no that is ridiculous ridiculous and then it doubled like all of the electricity bills in vegas doubled it went viral yeah ours did not it stayed the same I think because we were probably paying. Well, you guys also had all dollar. those blackouts. You yeah. weren't even using electricity because you had no electricity. Yes, we get blackouts anytime it rains during the summer. It's so weird. I've never had a blackout here in Vegas. I didn't either until we moved into this house. And it's not just our house, it's the block. No, I know. Like, I don't know why. You would think after so many years that would be fixed. I have no idea. Right. But it's like our longest blackout this this year was four hours. In the dead of summer. In the dead of summer with babies. Yeah. So lots of wet rags and we hooked up our car to, I have, so I love gadgets. It's a thing. And yeah. because I'm mobile, I always like to try and find things that will appease my life. And so there's this actual gadget that you can plug into your cigarette lighter and it acts as like a little power bank. And you can plug, like, actual house plugs. It's got two house plugs and, like, two USB ports. So you can plug, like, your hot logic into it while you're driving. Like, you could plug anything that you want into it, essentially. So I remembered one night, I was like, holy fuck, I have this power bank in my car. And you can use it with your car not running because it's a small charger, like a power bank. Yeah. So it holds the power. Um, but so we just turned on the, the Nissan cause you, we have the push to start on the Nissan. So it will lock itself if the keys are not inside of the Nissan and it will still stay running. So, you know, it'd be a lot harder for them to steal the car. But anyway, so we parked the Nissan underneath the balcony and then just put an extension cord and then plugged, um, like just like a four plugger and then plugged in our fan and our cell phones to keep them charged just in case of emergency. Yeah. And that's how we survived. So funny. (laughs) 
So how was your week? Um, nothing really crazy. I didn't work uh, this past Wednesday because it's just that Wednesday a month. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter because you had your birthday on the weekend. Yeah, but it was my birthday week. (laughs) How old are you? I am 22. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm 32. Um, It's just any other age. I don't feel any younger or older. I just feel old. (laughs) Um, So... We went out. Yeah, she can't. She can't hang. Granted, we did have a whole picture of margaritas. Yes. Because I wanted to go hard, but like I didn't think a margarita would fuck us up. It didn't fuck me up, and it didn't fuck me up in the sense that I was like extremely wasted. No, it It was fucked me up in the way it would fuck up an old person. Gave you indigestion. Yes, massive heartburn. And then it turned into me burping and vomiting food, and I was just so sick the whole night. And then I was, like, on a time limit, you know, because yeah. breastfeeding and stuff. You only get to go out for so long. So it was just, like, it was nice to get out, but I just know that the night, if we're putting it into, like, the grand scheme of things, was not that great of a night. No. <laughs> but it was nice to get out and, like... Kind of dressed up. Yeah. So, yeah. I just wanted to spoil you for a day. And it ended up backfiring. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Because I know I was like a total buzzkill. I was complaining the whole time. And I remember asking you like, hey, what is your time limit beforehand? And you were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we're not going to think about time limits. And then we we're like kind of going closer towards the end of the night. You're like, I got to be home by 1130. No, I told you. I said babies feed like I didn't know what you were talking about like time limit at first and then I said I have to be home between eleven and eleven thirty. That was the day of, so I made plans uh, like throughout the night to oh, get you fucked up because <laughs> I thought you you didn't have to do a feeding at that night. Yeah, no, I I, I know exactly what you mean because <laughs> mine was like anxiety or like I just need to go home and breastfeed, so yeah. like I could only last like three hours maybe. Yeah, mine wasn't like anxiety. I don't have a problem with going out anymore. That's good, but I have to feed, and Henry is like clockwork to the point where we were walking in the door and he's screaming his head off, waiting for boop. That's so, hilarious. And we haven't done a bottle feed. During the late nights, uh-huh. since they were, like, out of the hospital. Um, so, I don't think that they would take to it. Um, so, yeah. So, I did the most amount of dogs I've done in over, like, like almost 10 months. How many dogs did you do? Guess. 10. Jesus Christ, no. I did... <laughs> seven oh okay that's a good amount in one day no oh hell no i was like dang in a week okay that's not bad no that's all that's the most i've done how do you feel oh i feel fine how did you feel at the end of the day my one day i had three dogs and one of the dogs is kind of fat she's really sweet but she's just a mixture of salon and home or yes all home so it was salon at home. So I did five dogs in the salon, and I did two dogs at home. Okay. The two dogs at home kind of popped up out of nowhere. And Are they were new clients? No, no, oh. no, 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 no. It's Milo and 
um, Bella, this other dog. And she had not, she was supposed to show up at like, at like seven or eight in the morning and she didn't show up till like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. So like when I'm home, I, um, if I'm home all day, I will let my clients know I'm home all day because I have clients like this one particular client that never shows up on time will forget is very forgetful. So I never take her when I'm at the salon. Um, like I encourage her to only come to my house. Cause tell her you quit. Her, well, no, she tips like a no, incredible. No, no, tell her you quit the salon, so it's never an option. Oh, she won't go back anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, but because she doesn't like the groomer there. What does that have to do with the dog? Like you, she would just go when you're there. Oh yeah, but she always asks last minute. Hey, can you do Bella? And I'm like, no. oh okay, no, you gotta. Gotta give me two weeks there. So, anyway, yeah. So, she just hits me up at home because it's easier. Even though she lives far... She lives in Henderson, so she lives further away. She just drives to my house and just drops off the dog. And, like, I don't have to get to her. I just... She's a nice dog. She just kind of hangs around my house. So... (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, if I can't get to her right away, whenever she drops off, she's not going to pick up for five hours anyway. And, um, one day, okay, so one day at the salon, I had three dogs and, um, they were fine, right? It was fine. It was, um, but one of the dogs is like a puggle and she's kind of chunky and she's really, really good. Probably like one of the best dogs you could ever do in your life. But she was a little, she's a little fat and husky. Mm -hmm. And so like I was picking her up. I was using my good side. I was like, you know doing everything and at the end of the day I was starting to feel like the aches and pains in my legs and my feet and I wore my compression socks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and I was only there like a few hours so three dogs four and a half hours whatever for cleanup and you know computer stuff yeah and so I get home and I'm like a little tight a little sore and I'm like this is how it felt like when I first started grooming, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was like doing huskies and chow chows mm-hmm. and like big ass dogs. So it was, it was just kind of, I'm so broken from this past year that like, I didn't think I was overdoing it and I still don't think I overdid it, but it was just like a little, it was a little hard. Well, you're not doing bigger, thicker dogs, you know what I mean? Puggles are, like, hardy dogs. Yeah, and it's only a few times I've done three dogs in a row. Like, in a row. That's a lot. Yeah. Especially after trauma. Like, any physical type of trauma. Exactly. It takes a while. Like, my body aches just kind of went away um, from working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a C-section, to be honest, even though they say six weeks or whatever, it takes, it takes years. It takes years for your body to like feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And honestly, when I started feeling comfortable was, um, just like one year. And then I was going through physical therapy. I was getting myself ready for surgery to get fucked up again. But Mm -hmm. like, that's when that's like two and a half years after having Fable. Yeah. It, so I just saw a TikTok from my favorite university that it takes for your hormones to be officially balanced officially takes about 10 years after childbearing and then your body you should give yourself a solid year of like not really working out and like mostly doing like low intensity stuff if you do choose to yeah it takes about a year for your body to um 
kind of go back to normal if you stop breastfeeding. If you continue to breastfeed, um, you still have, it takes four months after you finish breastfeeding for your body to kind of self-regulate again. Oh no, that's when I started feeling my best is after I started breastfeeding. I was working out with the old personal trainer we had. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to get into the groove of things. It was great. It was going great. Yeah. Um, But I can see what you mean with that because my sisters were always, my one sister was always so quick to like, she had him and she started having health problems. Exactly. She was all about the snapback. So quick. She wanted to snap back as quick as possible. And then all of a sudden, like her health declined. And so now she has to live with things that are now permanent yeah and she's you know she's getting over it she's still healthy but I'm like you need to calm down yeah and I was kind of at my peak I don't want to say peak but like was finally getting into well I shouldn't say finally I say peak yeah of like where my body was at its like best and like was it was kind of already formed into my schedule of being like a gym rat And so I've been itching to get back into getting where I'll never be where I was before. Um, Because my body's just different now. Yeah. But I want to get into like some form of new normal fitness routine. Mm -hmm. But I'm waiting because I didn't want to like damage my body and hinder its Mm -hmm. healing. And, you know, by working out too early. Well, here's this thing. You remember how I said, let's have kids together, at least one, but you didn't (laughs) want to listen. I have not been able to work out at all, even though they said I can do some small weights. One doctor said, no. My other nurse said, don't even try. And then one said I should be like in the bed all the time. And I'm like, I can't do that because I got kids, right? Yeah. So, you know, I have been more active. It's just not, like, actually active to the point where, like, it needs to be. So, like, when you're ready, I might actually be ready. Maybe we should start hiking again. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, doing small weight trainings, I have to do everything low impact. Because when I started doing high impact stuff is when I know I noticed that I wasn't progressing in my fitness journey with Warren. Yeah. And then I'm taking a lot more into consideration this time around because he was trying to push me harder because I can do more. Yeah. But then I wasn't getting any results. And it's because of the Hashimoto's. And this is the same thing with PCOS. Like I was getting results, but I noticed that like my stomach wasn't going down. I wasn't having that like flatness that I could maybe have achieved. But this time around, I want to um, start working with my flow. And doing a lot more low intensity with sometimes, because I love weightlifting. Specifically, I love deadlifts. It made me feel like I had a penis. Okay, so the thing about it is that when you have a hormonal imbalance, it's just that you can't, you can do heavy weights. You just have to slow it down. That's all it was. That's all it told me is like you yeah, just you cannot do more low intensity stuff with the weights. Exactly. Then. You can do heavy weights. You just can't be yeah. breaking your back doing those heavy weights. So you, yeah. So that whole like you need to tear the muscle to build the muscle that doesn't work with us. No. Because so, that increases your testosterone and the cortisol levels. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a thing good. that is so sensitive, is that the cortisol levels like if your body's feeling stress. That's what happens. You're yeah. not going to lose weight. You're not going to, your body's not going to shape itself. It's going to try to preserve whatever it needs to because yeah. it's stressed. And I think that, like, 
I think you could kind of apply that to grooming because our job is very stressful on the body. Yeah. And maybe like trying to do more low intensity stuff instead of high intensity stuff if you're struggling to lose weight. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like a lot of us actually started gaining weight when we started grooming. Yeah, because well, one, you're mixing lifting with high stress levels, so your cortisol levels you're are not high, eating as much. And you're not eating as much. You're dealing with live animals, yeah, so, so that's that's a stressor. It's extra. It, our job is just like so stressful, and you don't realize <laughs> it until afterwards, and you're like, "Did I just like have a panic attack? Why is my heart beating so fast? Yeah, like what's but you're going just on? So used to it, uh huh. And so like you might have trouble like obviously there are some unicorns out there there's groomers out there that can still do high intensity workouts but like and lose weight and still maybe have a high intensity job but for majority of women (laughs) I wouldn't say the majority but it's it's funny though that you mentioned that because if you think about other fields of high impact like jobs and stuff like that they're always saying like it's a hard job so not everybody's fit for it and so it's true like we may mentally be fit for the job but maybe not physically Mm -hmm. um and that's a little hard to hear but like it is what it is I mean it's not like we can do anything about it now it's just awareness is key I definitely feel a difference in my job when I was working out as opposed to what's going on now. Like, I'm not as tired as I was before, but definitely the job was a little bit easier when I was a little bit more fit. Like, I took the kids on our first walk since the season's not so hot anymore. I was so fucking tired after that walk. It wasn't even that long. It wasn't even a half a mile. No, it was a mile. It was almost a mile. It was a point off from being a mile. And I was like, I regret this. Like, my body hurt. My hips hurt. My feet hurt. Like, all of it hurt. Everything hurt. If I don't have a goal, I will not get it done. And so that's why, like, whenever I'm like, hey, what are we doing this time? Like, how much time or how far are we going? I put it in, like, a mile there, a mile back, right? Or a half a mile there, a half a mile back. I regret all of it sometimes at the end because I might have pushed myself too much. Yeah. But the thing is, though, is that I know if I don't actually give myself, like, some sort of, like, written down goal, it is not going to happen. My brain just does not. Yeah. function so even if I'm like walking around I have to put a timer on yeah she always has a timer on I have to have a timer on so I have to have a timer and if I'm like oh I need to do 20 minute walk I put it to 15 minutes I have to walk one way so mm-hmm. that way I because once I know the job is done I pick up the pace yeah you're like I'm going so like for some reason I will take the like the recreational walk and I have to put it a little bit over like the halfway point because mm-hmm. I know once it's done, my brain clicks and I'm just ready to be done. And I will walk back faster than what I what it took for me to get there. And then I will miss my goal of yeah. whatever steps I'm trying to get in or whatever time I'm trying to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my fitness journey was definitely going to look a little different than what it was pre-kids. One, I have to have my kids with me. So that means I'm going to be carrying an extra, right now it would be 40 pounds, an extra 40 on my body. Like if we were to go hiking, I'd have to strap them to me. Well, I would take one. 
And obviously, we wouldn't kids. Huh? Have your kids? I don't carry my kids anymore. Yeah, but you can't carry my kids. The mechanism has to go over your breasts. Okay, I didn't say right now. Are you ready to go full on hiking right now? Let's go right this second. Jesus Christ, dude! Turn off the mic. Let's go. So Story's (laughs) actually been bugging me to go hiking. Yeah, and I, she was like, "But I only want to go on the kids' walk, mom." I'm like, "All right." That's all I could probably handle right now. Yeah, is a kids' walk. To be honest. Because the walk that I went on was complete flat concrete. <laughs> no uphill, no downhill. It was flat, and I was like, <sighs> like, what? Well, I used to be able to do stairs. Well, whenever you're on, like, my side of town, we can just go up I'm that. I'm never on your side of town. Okay, well. I'm never on anyone's side of town. Okay, so whenever you're, like, not trying to be inside your house. Okay. Come to my side of town. We'll go to the park right next to Exploration Peak Park. It has, like, the tiniest mountain. You just climb it. Can't murder me. But it's a. I gotta work up to that tiny mountain. Okay, it's a start. (laughs) It's a start. Like we can get the kids on like a routine, and then you can go by yourself because I'll be there. It's not like you're far, and you can hike the mountain really quickly by yourself. But my point is, is that you can go by yourself to see if you can do before you start packing on the weights. Called training, bitch. Nah, my body is accustomed to carrying them now. Up a hill. You know what? Gotta learn fast. Gotta learn fast. Just take one. <laughs> but yeah, we can do that. I don't mind. Um, it still kills me going up that hill. Oh, it's a steep hill. It's not just like a hill. They it's, have like a little path that goes around. They do, yeah. So it's They not- have the straight up path, then they have the windy path, and then I think they have a path that like spirals. They do, yeah. So like And then people like path. parkour, like, how fast can we get to the top? Yeah, those people are psycho. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, what are your plans for the holidays for, like, your little mobile on the road? There has been a huge peak in mobile grooming salons. Oh, yeah. It's been going up on the rise the past several years. I know, but it's just, like, there's just, like, it's so saturated right now. Yeah. We even had a fleet uh, move down here while I was pregnant. I saw them Mm -hmm. coming into town, right? And so, I Googled them, and they were, like, opening soon but they're a fleet up in reno and they're coming down here and but that was like a year ago two years ago now. yeah um so but yeah no like am i worried about it no because i don't know we float around ideas on like how to expand so my parents were talking about um getting rid of their poop business and we were thinking about absorbing it uh, it would be ours. We would not be sharing it. I cannot share anything with them. Um, but they already have clients. My sister already knows it all. And our goal would to be, we haven't like even talked to her about this, but our goal would to be to have her move from picking up poop to a management position, right? Uh-huh. And then she would do the phone calls and she would the do scheduling and the, the hiring. scheduling, the hiring and all that stuff and actually getting paid. Well, I think if you absorbed the business and just paid her of like a decent hourly, I think you'll be okay. Oh yeah, she has a, a new job. She officially has a job, but she's still doing the poop stuff. But anyways, you asked me what my plan is for the holidays, and I don't have one because I work one day a week. Good point. <laughs> so, so after like the remodel of like the floors in our salon, like the owner was like, "Hey," I was like, "Hey, you know, maybe we should get together in October and kind of like set out a plan for 
the holidays, the holidays right? Because she does this thing where if there's a holiday, she does a 25% upcharge. Upcharge? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if you're... It's, it's only for the holiday. So, like, if you're boarding through a certain dates it's going to be more expensive for sure right I'm there for it yeah so it just it keeps it easier because she always has to have more hands on deck yeah so it makes sense to have it to, for it to be a little and bit it's more the busiest season so you yeah exactly and people want to travel and not take their dogs well and there's always last minute bookings so like this kind of removes the conversation of yeah. well i have to charge more you know because it's last minute it's already done it's there they don't know I, I like it. Yeah. So, um, I was like, okay, how do we find a plan? Like, I was thinking of certain plans to get, like, through the holiday season. Because last holiday season was perfectly fine. Because mm-hmm. I just booked what I needed to book. I was busy. I was full. Um, I booked the days that I wanted to book. And I said last year, I was like, hey, next year, maybe we should do the upcharge for the holidays the day before Thanksgiving. Or because I still work. T- I, like I told her, I was like, I'm not a big fan of the the Christmas holidays. So like I don't work from Christmas to New Year's because it just makes sense not to work Nobody's from Christmas. coming in. It's exactly. always dead. Exactly. So it's always. it's always dead. It's not a big deal. So I was like, well, since we're not going to be there, can we just like charge more next year? But I haven't been there this year. So we've had no clients. And so it's almost like a rebuild process all over again. Which is the perfect time because it's the holidays. Exactly. And so she doesn't want to do um like, uh, like an upcharge. Not an upcharge. I don't think she's opposed to that. But she doesn't want to do an increase of grooming rates just yet. She wanted to do it. She wanted to do it last year when I came back. But things happened whatever and so she wants to do now that the other groomer is a little bit more established she's going to do um an increase in prices probably in the beginning of the year mm-hmm. you know the appropriate time but i was just thinking of we never got together so it's not going to happen it's not a big deal for me because yeah. i can only work two days a week there so i have a choice between the days i work it's either going to be tuesday wednesday or wednesday thursday and Saturday is my most flexible day, but I don't want to work every Saturday. So I only work Saturdays if my like clients request it yeah. and they bring it up first. Okay. And I only have about four or five clients that actually bring up Saturdays. So like this past Saturday and then not this next Saturday, but the following Saturday I work and it's only one or two dogs anyway. I don't take anybody like I don't say, hey, I have this day. They're like, hey. Do you have a Saturday? I can get you in this Saturday at this time. So it's only per request. So, but like Wednesdays and Thursdays are officially those days. And if I'm doing, I can't do three days because there's just not enough hours to give um, the groomers because there's not enough dogs yet. So there hasn't been any plans for the holidays. Everybody's just kind of freeballing it. And I'm kind of just taking a step back because even though like I want to be a little bit more forefront or have more responsibilities now that I'm feeling better, it's probably not a good idea because there's a full-time groomer there and she's going to do things her way. And that is something her and Jen, the owner are going to have to figure out when you know if they haven't already figured it out now so it's not really my responsibility it's just me like wanting it to be my way and so it's gonna have to be their way because I did mention like once things get going (laughs) once things get going I might as well part ways officially really why because 
if I'm healed, uh, there's already a full-time groomer there now. Well, I can't. I don't get why you can't be full-time too, though. Because she doesn't want. It's really a small area. She doesn't want. So she's gonna let go of her best groomer. Well, she didn't want to let go of me in the first place, but I got well, sick. You know. I know that, but now that you're back, she's not gonna take you. On. And I shouldn't say best because I don't know this person, but you know her veteran groomer. It's not a it's not a matter of what she wouldn't be willing to give me. It's what she is able and capable of giving me. Is it I really know, that small that you can't have two full time? No, no, you can. We I mean it was me as a full time and then we had the assistant there yeah, exactly. the whole time. But it's just that I want more money. I want more things. And she is they just did the expansion, they just did the remodel. I don't, and I can ask her for these things, but I need to be prepared for her to just say no. And rejection is not really a big thing for me. It happens, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, in the time that I know if I get healed and, like, back on my feet, where am I going to be at mentally? Because, what, past five months, I haven't been able to think clear at all. Yeah. So, like, everything took a step back. Even though I had known that, like, things need to be take care of, need to be taken care of in my life, I wasn't, my head wasn't clear. And it's just, like, the fog is just starting to lift. Yeah. And I'm just starting to, like, do more mentally, too. So, like, do I want... Even though I said I knew I needed to find a different path, I'm going to have to be in the right state of mind. And when I'm fully healed, I also have to be aware that it's chronic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So working for another person with my chronic illness might not be the best choice. It might... I might have to start over. And this time I might... Start a business? Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm here for it. I know. But I might have to start over, and I I know I want to start it off on a better foot than I did last time, because failure is the best way to figure out what's best the next time. So there's going to be things that I'm going to want to do differently, and I'm going to want to take my time with this and see where I'm going, like, life-wise. Yeah. Like, five years... What am I going to do? Because now I need to start thinking about all the lost time I've had since the pandemic, since, like, moving new careers, since, like, getting back out on my feet, and then this whole thing. So now I have to figure it out. But if it were up to me, I would put... Because there's a lot of salons not doing, like, uh, memberships and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I think are cool. Um, I but exactly see... I don't understand how they work yet. No, me neither. I, like, I don't understand. So there's there's two salons next to me now that both are membership. And I don't know how it works. I want to know how it works. I know how it works at where I'm at. But it's not... The membership is kind of to use the facility. Yeah. It's not necessarily... You know what I mean? So then, like, if you're a mobile salon or just a singular salon, how would that work? And would it benefit me in the long run? Because I if Plush, Sarah Jerome, she has a membership. She's full only membership only now. Yeah, but... I wonder if she but, has a podcast on an episode on that. Probably, but she got the whole... The whole thing with the membership is what that whole camp was doing. So before... Camp? Yeah, before Josh... And Tony parted ways. They and and Sarah before Sarah like blew up, and Irina. They were all in the same kind of like camp. I don't want to say camp, but like they were all kind of had like a similar business structure. It was all about memberships, 
and what was offered throughout the business. And of course, everybody's separated since then and it's developed differently. So we can, I'm pretty sure that on Groom House, there's probably something like that. Haas. It's house, dude. And then Sarah does have her own podcast, so she probably has something like that. I even remember her advertising something about how she structures her day-to-day her yeah. business on her um, Facebook. Um, so th- there's options. We can figure it out. But, like, my I mind wasn't... I personally don't want a membership, but, but I'd be it, curious I think, to know But I works. think... Exactly. I would be curious to know how it works because I think it could be applied, but how can it be applied to like a one and done like mobile thing? You know what I mean? I know it can't be done because I know that there is a mobile groomer out there that does do um, memberships, um, but I don't know. So I know you said mobile. Are you plan- thinking of mobile? I would like to step so far away from mobile, mostly because driving gives me the most anxiety. So, but it depends on what is most feasible. Mobile is always going to be more feasible than a salon, right? Off I the mean, bat. there's like a huge recession, so you don't know how rent's going to look like as far as like overhead goes, and then you also don't know because certain industries like the mobile, like the newer units, and even the older units are people are selling them pretty pricey now. So, like, if you sold yours, you're probably going to make back almost the exact amount that you put into it. Who's buying anything brand new? You make it. No, no, no. My point. You make it. You DIY it. It's always going to be more affordable. But even the DIY. No. But even the DIYs that are selling, people are selling them at really high prices. Because we all know we're going into recession. We all know that we need to save money. But we also know that how can we work around things if we're just trying to conserve, like, our sanity? Obviously, being your own boss is going to be easier. Yeah. And nobody can afford rent. Yeah, but even the used fans, I haven't researched this myself, but even the used fans aren't going to be as much as putting money into a salon. No. they're Guarantee They're it. very expensive right now. Because I just talked to the trailer people, and brand new, you were looking at 35 Brand new. For oh, trailer. for that for that one, yeah. but the size and dimensions that you put in and what they were gonna that give you—that was for the trailer right there on the spot. Yes, that's like one of their biggest trailers. Exactly, it's thirty-five. That's like nothing. Oh, thirty-five is nothing. Okay, you tell me if you have thirty-five. I don't, but if you're talking about a startup business, thirty-five is chump change yes. for a startup business. I don't have 35. And I also don't have a truck. My point is, is that when the time comes, I'll have to make a decision. Well, what I was going to suggest is there's actually a mobile groomer out here. She doesn't drive around. She parks. Parks in Jonathan's fucking parking lot. I thought that was so funny. Me and Chris walked. That was her salon, though. Me? Was it really? Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) But he's like, I don't care. She just parks there. Every day, she's there. Doesn't drive around. So you could do something like that. Well, I definitely will think about that for sure. Because I even said, I was like, hey, I'll just park in the park or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. Yeah, that's so funny. Because I see that van all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, like, right next to Jonathan's salon. Yeah, right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah every day. I think it's so funny. But that's funny. It's kind of a weird area to park because it's right next to a chop, not chop shop, but, like, a mechanic shop. Yeah, a Jiffy Lube. And it's... And a Sonic. So, like, there's so many cars. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Me, neither do I. But, but she does it. But even then, like like I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but 
You need to have answers now. No, I do not. Figure it out now at this moment in time. So this is what I was thinking for the salon to make like our holiday season amazing. If I was working there a little bit longer of the time than I am now and if we were going to have that sit down with me and the owners but we never had the sit down so I'm not even going to bother but I was going to have them do um a prepaid uh thing where they had to do their deposit basically and they had to have a mandatory of certain amount of um appointments so like They'd have to be pre-booked appointments. Yeah. Pre-booked appointments, With prepaid. Huh? Prepay it? Yeah. Everybody's credit card's on file. So if they're already prepaid or there's a deposit on it, then there's no worries. And then if anybody was going to pre-book that's not a member, we just get their credit card on file. Just let them know they're going to be billed at the end of service, not then and there. So that way it just, because the, the biggest amount of time crunch is really the pickup and drop off. If we can cut one in half yeah. during the holidays, it would be less stressful because we already, we already eliminate all stressors. We do not answer the phone when we're working. Yeah. <laughs> we don't answer the phone when we're working. We don't reach out to emails. We don't answer any questions. Like we have no stressors. And then when there are stressors, if we can just cut them down, it'll be easier. And if she does the upcharge on, like, certain days for the holidays, like, if we were going to do a Thanksgiving day upcharge, obviously we're not going to be there for Thanksgiving. But if we're going to groom the day before Thanksgiving, there should be an upcharge. We did do deposits last year for um, the the Christmas one. So the week of Christmas, everybody had to do a deposit. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it worked out. Nobody complained. Um, nobody complained and we only had like two no shows. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. So we, and it was a $25 deposit. Oh, that's weak. It is weak, but we can do more now, but like before it helped because people would lose their money instantly. Cause we started getting, um, and there is a lady who started doing like booking appointments at all different kinds of salons. Ugh. Right? And then deciding when to go to. And I hadn't dealt with that in years. And the new groomer, she had this one lady who would go back and forth with her. And she called and was like, hey, are you showing up to your appointment? And she's like, I'd like to cancel that. <gasps> and then... That's not how it works. Exactly. And she's like, oh, I thought I made an appointment at this and this and this. And then she calls back thinking that we're a different <gasps> salon. Like, hey, can I come in late no. to this appointment? And she's like, "You just call- we just called you and you said cancel the appointment. Gross. She's like, oh, I thought you were the other salon. Yeah. So, like, I had no, you know, people used to do that all the time. Yeah, I always tell people when they call, I'm like, well, I'm still calling around. I'm like, well, I don't reserve appointments. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you call back when you're ready yep. to officially make an appointment. Yep. Because I'm not holding it. That's not how this works. Yeah, but definitely, like, the deposits on the holiday just made everything so much smoother. Yeah. And I just think it would be easier to cut that, that the pickup time for us in half. So like, obviously we're going to take the dogs when they pick up or mm-hmm. when they drop off. But since everybody knows how to deal with the, the cat, the, the computer 
and checking out the dogs. Like, everybody knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. We don't have to deal with anybody. So, like, if they're busy, they can just give the dog up. You know, check out, and we'll just um, take care of the bill later. Nice. But we never had to sit down. So, I, like, everybody has the capability of holding on to credit cards now. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Yeah. So, you just send them the receipt afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of apps now will send over the receipt with the tip on top of it. Mm, mine doesn't. Ow! The fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. Uh, mine doesn't. I have to add the tip before I charge it. Are you sure? Yeah. Clover? Yeah. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. Nuh-uh. I think there's a way. Because Clover, you can send them the receipt or invoice or whatever that what they're going to be charged and then it'll give them the option at the end to add more gratuity client has like no i can't huh but i haven't had to send an invoice in a hot second so well i mean like you you're probably not going to have to change up your routine anyway obviously i'm not i'm I'm just throwing things out there to make things you're just pretending to make yourself feel important again yes That's what this is about. Like, obvi- like we cannot, I don't think we'll be able to sympathize with anybody sending in their awful holiday stories because we're not dealing with all those awful, awful holiday stories anymore. No, we're kind of, I don't know why you guys still listen to us. We're boring now. <laughs> like, we don't have, like, I kind of miss the hustle and bustle. But... But you didn't do it for the past couple years. You got so sick of the hustle bustle when you started doing your oh yeah, own and thing. I went, like um, completely online. I stopped texting and calling people. And- yeah, but like when you started, like even towards the end, I don't want to say when you went on like maternity leave, like but like right before you got pregnant, and like when your business was like pretty booming, like everything was pretty regular. You were working five days a week. Yeah, on the rig, um, you. F- had it pretty easy anything that upset you you just got rid of or just reformulated it right yeah anytime something happened that I didn't like I was like how can I avoid this in the future which is great because I'm not like that kind of person I'm not a problem solver unless somebody brings me the problem I'm a problem deal dealer like I deal with the grunt of the bullshit until I'm desensitized and it's like nothing yeah but I was that way was that way for so long. And that's and not it good. Yeah. You. It, you don't realize it. I so didn't realize it. I would immediately be like, I didn't like this. And then go on to my MoGo and make a question. Yeah. Or like that they have to answer for my online booking being like, if you do this, this is the repercussions. Yep. Do you agree? You know what I mean? Yep. And if they don't agree, they don't get an appointment because I'm not dealing with people like that Mm -hmm. like I'm pretty lenient when it really comes down to it as a business owner Mm -hmm. with my clients but with new people coming in you need to be easy right off the bat because if you're not easy and cool and kosher you're most likely gonna be ghosted yeah I think it's starting to make more sense that like I remember the culture back in the day where it was like the holidays is when you were going to make your most money. Yeah. So it was like, (laughs) but the point was like, if you look at the, like the grander scheme of things, why did it have to be only a couple months that you were making money? It didn't. It didn't. You could have just been making money on the regular at a steady line pace. Oh yeah. 
but we didn't think that way because that's not the culture that we were brought up into which no. is really it's changing vastly now oh, it's amazing and it's I'm here for it it's pissing so many customers off but I do not care no let them be mad mm-hmm. because they need to change their mindset mm-hmm. and need to start thinking ahead I yep. remember like my I think it was like my second year of owning the business that like I didn't take any new customers during the holidays because I was completely booked yeah. with my pre-booked appointments. And I would tell people, be like, you need to pre-book your appointment. You need to pre-book your appointment. And I never, I stopped overbooking myself. I didn't go above and beyond because it's a lot. It's hard. It's like so mentally hard. And it was the best holiday season. Yeah. Honestly, because I wasn't overly stressed. I wasn't overly tired. I made good money because I was booked solid. Yeah. But I didn't have to, you know. Yeah. But you also need to get into the mindset for yourself that you don't have to do those things. Yeah. Because we say, oh, it's just one more dog. 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 It's yeah. just one more dog. And it's like, no. There, there used to be a time where people could drop, like... 20s 50s 100s for like an extra holiday tip yeah but like that wasn't enough like I I don't want to say it wasn't like it was great I was very grateful for those things oh for sure it was just like I felt a little scammed afterwards like this is the time now that my hard work is looking a little bit more like how I feel like it would be worth right Mm -hmm. so like people don't value your time the way they should, they haven't, right? Or in the past, they haven't. And now, and then I didn't value my time enough because I'm young, I'm naive, or whatever. So now that we're older, or we're a little bit more set in our ways, and the time is changing, that, you know, regardless of time of time as a social construct, we still should be appreciated for it. And it shouldn't be at the whim or at the will of the customer. Yeah. So... I do not like tip culture. I do not appreciate tip culture. I'm never going to say no, just so you guys know. I still t- I still accept tips on the daily, but I do not like tip culture. And I do want my time to be paid for in full. So I think people should start, like, in this next year, increasing their prices to kind of accommodate what they feel the true value of their time is. Yeah. Not leaving it up for your customers to decide... Well, what you're worth during that time. This puppy was $50. I think today it was worth 55 When it's like, you know, it took an hour, it should be a dollar a minute, $2 a minute, or yeah. whatever. However you want to make it seem. So, like, I don't know. I Just, like, we like tips. Tips are cool. But, like, we're going into a recession. People are going to be a lot more stingy with their money. And we know culturally that the people who have the most money are the most stingiest. Yeah. So keep that in mind if you're working the the blocks that are have the, you know the best best houses. You know what I mean? Like what you do. Like yeah. you know for sure. Like well, all my rich clients have always been great to me. So yeah, and you've always increased your prices. Yes. On the regular, you're yes. never not increasing your prices. Yes. Yes. So that's my point is like, I might do a small increase next year, but nothing too crazy because a lot of my clients are um, tight already. Yeah. When it comes to my prices. 
So I might not do a straight across the board like I usually do. I might pick and choose who gets what. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure yet. I don't know how that would work in MoGo. But um, you could have a button for like brush out charge or something like that. No, that should be too complicated. I need something that I don't have to fix every time I'm there. So I just have to figure it out. Um, but right now, though, with the holiday season, is the time to do price increases. I know a lot of people do recommend it. I personally always like doing it on the back end of Christmas. But if you are worried about, you know, not or if you don't want to take in all the extra dogs that you feel is necessary, doing a price increase before the holidays is always a way to go so that you don't have to do that because you're going to be making up that money with your increase. So, yeah, I just don't think you should work harder than you're already doing during the holiday season. This is the time for like vacations and rest, but we seem to be the only ones who don't get that. Yeah. And well, then, I think it's just the service industry in general. Yeah, you for know, sure. Hairstylists probably feel the same way. Um, waitressing, maybe taking on more tables. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, big companies do price increases whenever people have no money because they know that they can. So, like, people, <laughs> I'm not saying we're stooping down to their level, but like, historically, like, the price of a box of cookies has been fluctuating all over the place for, you know, years and years and years. When it's popular, they're going to raise the prices. Yeah. You're look, you're always going to be popular. Yeah. Look, guys, you're a business. Especially if you're a business owner, right? Because you were the one that has the most control. You are a business. Now, I do think that there are times... There are times where you can help people out. Like, I get it. I've done it before. I've been eaten up. But I still do it seldomly. I'll help someone out. Um, but you are a business and you have to make sure you eat first. Because if you're not eating, then nobody else is going to be able to eat. Mm-hmm. Because you probably you won't have a business anymore. So you won't be able to do what you enjoy. So Save if your like, philanthropy to, like donating your time and services to ASPCA like yeah go you know if you truly truly want to help people in need don't let it eat your bottom line you can hold um like on your day off if you want a pop-up event where you can offer to your community free grooms yeah you can give back but that's not on your dime but don't do it on your dime you can like Vanessa said if you go and volunteer at your local shelter and groom dogs there you know because we all see these dogs that really really need it but those are the ones that eat up your cost the most because you have to spend the most time with them so like have them be like come to my pop-up this weekend that i'm actually hosting and you can get your dog in for free i really want to help you out but we don't typically do matted dogs here in the salon because we just don't have the dedicated time there you go yeah you know, if you want to do the philanthropy. Exactly. Because honestly, like, who hasn't heard a sob story oh, here and there? You know yeah. what I mean? And then they want it for $30 because they can't afford it. And that's the only reason why they get their dog done once a year. And But they really like you as a groomer. Uh-huh. But and they, they really want you. And exactly. So we can avoid all of these conversations. Mm-hmm. And just be like, listen, this is the price. This is what it is. 
you know, and if you feel like you're a bleeding heart, which I haven't been for years, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of volunteer work. It is stressful. Yeah. Just don't have the time anymore. But if you're going to do volunteer work, like Vanessa said, there's businesses out here that do, like, the dispensary. <laughs> My friend's in town, and she's, like, staying with me for a week, and so she's, like, like, sup- like trying to um hit up all the dispensaries because it's so much cheaper here than where she's at um and they don't have rec where she's at so she's just trying to like buy as much weed as she can right she goes to this one dispensary called exhale and she's like she's like yeah i saw like on their on their website they were giving out food and i was like oh that's kind of cool so i'm thinking that it's gonna be like a buffet like cupcakes and stuff mm-hmm. They were giving out groceries, Whole Foods groceries. Really? And she got a whole bunch. And they said, take as much as you want. We're trying to give back to our community. Yeah. And those things are cool. Those things are great. Like, people appreciate that. Customer yeah. appreciation is always welcomed. Like but you, you can do that. You do that on an appropriate time. It's not a one-off basis. Even though, you know, like, you may be capable of, like, discerning if you want to give somebody a discount. But, like, we know... We've known Vanessa doesn't like discounts. Fucking hate them. And then I'm fine with discounts. It just needs to be like a continuous thing. You know what I mean? Like no. we give out discounts to certain members. They pay more a month anyway. Oh, so like you just kind of give them a kickback essentially? It doesn't come out of my paycheck. It comes out of the owner's paycheck. Yeah, no. So she has different tiers of members. They get so much off because they're essentially paying for all of those services versus oh, just a okay. percentage. Yeah, that's what the whole membership thing we we're talking yes. about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the discount, but then even even it's just still like a wash at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. It's security is 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 easier to deal with than not having security. Yeah. But so. that's always an idea too, you know, cuz the holiday season like isn't the time for me personally in my opinion, not the time for charity. Unless you're offering the charity as, like, an event, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm all for it, because it doesn't... Yeah, sure, does it hurt your bottom line a little bit? Yeah, probably, because you have to use product. You can you have to use write it time, off. But it's a write-off, because it is a business event. So, mm-hmm. less taxes. Yeah. So, like... I, you can do it, like, once a month, too, this pop-up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just... What we're just trying to say is, it's like, if you're going to be a bleeding heart, just, like, organize it, man. Like, yeah. just make sure you're benefiting from it. But you still are And your money. community is also benefiting from yeah. it, you know? But yeah. just helping that one annoying customer. I'm talking, guys. Like, just helping out that one annoying customer Ugh. is not going to stop. It'll never go away. No. They'll always be there. They'll always be the bane of your existence mm-hmm. and then you'll start like a relationship that you can't get rid of there you go God. so like they let latch on like fucking leeches yeah i still have milo yeah <clears throat> no i just ripped them suckers off no regrets no regrets no regrets but i think we have stories we do we have a couple i'm on them right now after that very long tangent you guys can let us know what you guys um, are doing to kind of keep the peace for your... And we'll see if this chick is still listening. But hi, Cindy. <laughs> we were texting. Or the way you say that. I know. 
Oh my god, it's so hot in here. Okay, so um Are you watching the Jeffrey Dahmer? Oh no, you don't have Netflix. I don't have Netflix, I'm a broke bitch, dude. I can't even share it with you because Netflix will know. <laughs> I'll just I get everything bootleg. Bootleg I am not gonna watch it. Um but Why? I just see that because I don't know, the whole victim thing, like they want to be respectful. Yeah, I guess they weren't on board with the the TV series because um, I guess it is a little bit more victim heavy, and so I just that makes sense. Yeah, there's, there's they're really like depicting or trying to depict everything that he did, and it's like if you don't have the blessing of the families, yeah, I don't know, like. He did some really gross, gruesome, fucked up shit to these yeah. people. So that serial killer, killer in Missouri or whatever, or the, the guy who's suspected to be a serial killer in Missouri uh-huh. is like um, right where our friend lives. So her, the where she's living, um, her boyfriend's mom works in that town, um, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Right? Oh my god. So, is everything still being investigated? But there was a whole bunch of young uh, black women who went missing in Kansas City. And there was, like, um, the community, there was a gentleman in the community who has been, like, nonstop, like, saying, hey, there's something going on. There's something going on. Um, These women are missing. In our community, not he was, just women, he, black women. That, that I had and to be they specific. Don't care? They about didn't. Them. They still don't. So, no. so he had been on TikTok, and then this happens only a couple days later, where the the young woman escaped and said her friends didn't make it, and so everything's still being investigated, and the FBI are all there, and it's like a whole big thing. But no, no charges have been set forth, and I don't know if he's still, like, in jail or not. He should. He should just huh? be murdered. Yeah, I mean, if it's true, for sure, 100%. But, like, I mean, I think he needs to suffer a lot because that poor woman was suffering for so long. So, well, like, there, it should be, like, women. tenfold. Yeah. Like, she had a dog collar on, and she was tortured, so he needs to have that for... But not just a dog collar. He needs the shock collar on. It was, like, a... A, a prong? It wasn't... I don't want to say it was a prong, but it was, like, a metal, like... Like, what they're explaining it was that it was a metal collar with a padlock. And they couldn't get it off because of how tight it was. That it was literally cutting off her circulation. So, like, they didn't know if she was exhausted because she couldn't breathe because of the collar. Or, you know, with yeah. all the horrible things that happened to her. So, I'm glad she's okay. Um, she's really not okay. Yeah. But. She's physically okay. Like, well, well, you know what I mean. Like she's physically, she's here, alive, alive. But yeah, I'm sure there is mental scars and physical scars that she'll. Yeah, so we're just trying to. That's horrible. So, but then now, I don't know what it is with the Midwest guys, but like, there's a lot of serial killers. Well, do you remember the cannibalism that was happening? That it was like early, um, I think mid or early COVID. They found a house, right? I believe it was in the mountains, Midwest area. They were kidnapping people. It didn't matter your gender, your sex, whatever. You looked tasty. They kidnapped you and cut you up and ate you. 
No, I have no idea about that. Yeah. That sounds a little conspiratorial. I mean, there's... They literally found hanging bodies. You'll have to send me that article. Yeah. But... There's this woman for who's for 46 years has been saying that her dad is a serial killer, right? For 46 years, she's been saying her dad is a serial killer in Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. Her brother committed suicide. Suicide note basically said, my dad is a serial killer. Oh, my God. So then the cops, after so many years of them saying, my dad's a serial killer... Dad's dead, been dead for a long time. But they've been saying for so many years, my dad's done this. We helped him dispose of the bodies. Oh, my God. No one listened to them because it's in the fucking middle of nowhere, Iowa, right? So then now the cops are like, okay, we'll humor you. They took the cadaver. Oh, my God. They took the cadaver dogs down where she said they were, and the cadaver dogs hit. There's some human remains underneath where she said so now the fbi is involved of course so now that's kind of trump the excelsior spring serial killer thing because he's we don't know for a fact if he is a serial killer although it's kind of pointing towards that direction yeah you know because he had a homemade basement torture chamber basement you don't have those because you're just trying to kidnap and release come on now jesus you know what i mean so anyway, let's get on to a story. Yeah. Why do you get on why do you get me on these serial killer tangents? Alright. So this one is from I can't use the name of this person. Okay. Okay, read ahead a little bit. But it says, hey ladies, heard y'all hurting for some stories. Always. Um, I thought I'd bring up a rant to the table uh, to change things up. Strap in. It's a long one. I'll go ahead and say, now, do not use my name. I'm going to change everyone else's name too. Um, This person is on good terms except for maybe one person um but they don't really care um so a bit of an update i opened a luxury mobile business it did awesome made back all the startup and hit profit in six months got exhausted doing it sold it wow (laughs) now i'm currently working on my ncmg title and uh head instructor at a grooming school nice that was just like a really good transition right there you're like successful i'm a little tired of this moving on to the next successful thing um a real one not a rando shop that decided to start teaching people so they can hire them but an actual school the last head of the program let's call them sam recently left i'm still on good terms with them and the owner of the school is on okay terms with them now the programs the program head had a lot of loyalty from other team members and very quickly all instructors and reception left Okay, so the pro the person who left took a bunch of people with him. Gotcha. Okay. Mm, okay. Within four weeks, I was by myself in a position I had never been in before, running a school in which I was originally hired to teach, to part time teach. Well, if we know anything, <laughs> you succeed at everything. So. Uh, right. Needless to say, I was scrambled. I asked the owner to hire my wife as. Uh, my office admin and between the two of us after about two months of chaos found a good rhythm 
For sure. Okay. When I say we scrambled amongst the chaos, I mean it. We had three semi-recent graduates come back for extra hours because they felt they didn't properly learn how to function in a salon. One graduated a year ago to a couple months before I started. We had two students drop out right as everyone was leaving because they felt too stressed due to solely and entirely... Uh, to the other main instructor, not Sam. This one is a drill sergeant. So these things like really happen. Like if you can't find a good teacher and it's just kind of like they're reading from the books, especially at these trade schools, this happens a lot. And that's why trade schools usually have a program where you can go back and redo a class for free or Mm. you can make up hours because trade schools are hard. You're learning a lot of information really, yeah, really fast. Short term. Exactly. So. Short period of time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, I say drop out. What I really mean is straight up ghost us for weeks. I finally managed to get a hold of those students for them all to tell me that drill sergeant terrified them. One told me she would run away in the bathroom to cry every day she was in class. These are adults and a teacher and an adult teacher was making them miserable. Why? Because drill sergeant was checked out and didn't care anymore. And because they aren't worth it. Actual quotes. Oh my God. Both students gave up on grooming as a career entirely. Both of which had amazing potential shoot one uh shoot one of the grooming um like a two-year-old groomer at only six a two shoot one was grooming like a two-year-old groomer at only six months wow one student graduating this week really looked up to sam and drill sergeant dreams of competing a couple of times and moved to her home country to open up a high-end salon that does more than shave downs that's like a really good dream yeah she took it hard that they left on their last days she asked if she could if they'd come have dinner with her and her husband to celebrate her graduation this was the very same student that has never had a real graduation she'd never graduated high school properly because she moved to the u.s and there were no spanish-speaking teachers at her high school i digress but it bugs me how little effort they put into her and that person appreciated them so much to invite them out for dinner to celebrate something that's heart-wrenching i'm confused so this person came from a different country no i'm confused how you got here in the story like did we miss something no she's explaining how some of the students are oh, with okay. this teacher that and drill is sergeant. no longer there exactly oh okay so, so the, sam took her out so because she never had a real graduation so no no so sam and drill sergeant were the teachers prior to this person yes okay so sam left and then drill sergeant i guess murdered the children's like you know Spirit. mentality yeah so this person who had never really had a really good graduation yeah finally graduated from a program and was excited and invited sam and drill sergeant out for dinner oh, okay and they did not care oh they didn't go they didn't care no this person who was so, so excited and had so many beautiful plans was not being respected back yeah that's so sad yeah i would want to dinner with them Huh? What do we want to dinner? Of course. That seems like a like the Someone? least thing yeah. like least you could do to somebody who's just so excited yeah. and appreciated your instruction, right? This very okay, so this this person um it, it it just really bugged 
the 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 person that these people the were not respected. Yeah. yeah, the writer, the author, and they both literally laughed at the thought of her being a groomer. Oh my god, it's awful. That's so sad. Anyways, assholes. right? Anyways, they promised her to her face, to her actual face in person. They come back and celebrate with her when she graduates. Well, lo and behold, she graduates this week, and no, and they are not coming. Sam said, "Do I really have to?" And to me, when I asked them, and drill sergeant said, "I wish I could, but I'm only in the area until two thirty. Classes out at three. You can't hang around uh, for a bit to graduate. Gradu- congratulate her. You don't want to teach anymore. Fine, but don't you dare stand there and say you want better, more educated groomers in the industry, and then spit on those actively trying to be yeah. those groomers. Furthermore, my wife and I are putting out this dumpster fire that they left behind. Multi-dog discounts of 50% or higher. Oh my God. No rabies vaccines from any dog. No appointment times during the di- or, or days. Just let people show up, no matter how many dogs are already there, if there's not enough students to groom them. Letting clients walk into the back whenever they want taking in extremely bad dogs despite students not being able to groom them prices haven't been raised since they opened in 2002 oh my god and yet still people bitching 45 dollars for a small dog oh my god we discovered a whole ass bathroom being used as a closet of broken equipment <gasps> allowing two separate grown ass man men to make lewd comments too and even follow students to their vehicles we swiftly fired them literally have at least one story of a crappy client for each of these issues that's that is a dumpster fire that's worse than a dumpster fire and it's not even looking at the administrative work that had been untouched since january it's fucking october wow sidebar we had a student graduate a couple weeks uh, ago who Sam and Drill Sergeant said just before they left that she would never be a groomer and that they that we'd never be able to find her a job. Well, guess who has a full-time job? Guess who upped from one dog a day to five? Wow. Guess who called me up just to say thank you for believing in her? She called me uh, her mentor. <laughs> I died. I'm crying too. It was a good death, though all fuzzy, warm, and shit for sure basically i'm happy but i'm tired i'm pissed but proud my goal is to have educated pet groomers striving for greatness who are proud of their industry and know their worth groomers who know glands are a no-go unless necessary who know that fluff drying is important that that a comb is your best friend that the shop next door is your colleague not your competition that this is a business about taking care of animals first and making them gorgeous and doodles are a premium price (laughs) i really hope that all is well with you ladies i know it's this is a long one thank you so much i wish i could tell you um but it gets very specific and we're not going to get into that be well live long prosper all that jazz i love that i do and i'm so glad this is so cool to hear that someone actually you're a fucking instructor like we've heard this person's stories and like their growth and it's so cool you're like mobile business boom successful got all my money back profit six months and then um 
because when this person um i think told us that they were doing um the grooming mobile grooming or whatever um it was like maybe a year and a half ago so like they had it was like it was like they were building up to it and it was like a short-lived uh-huh. mobile grooming business. This is how I feel like I would walk into that. Because, like, it's just not for everybody, for real. And yeah. it was stressful. It was too hard. Um, but you were profitable. You did a great job. And so you sold it off. That just sounds amazing. Like, But just having... And then like, now you're, like, an instructor. Yeah, and having someone in a... We have, like, tons of stories. Oh, you want to do another one? I'm uh, all for it. Well, no. Actually, we should probably keep it at that. Because um, it's coming close on. Yeah, you told me ahead of, yeah. Um, but it's really, I would like to know what your school is. Because we don't hear too many. I, I follow a couple schools. So then that kind Instagram. of, that kind of, if you do, you can just kind of email at us. We'll keep it anonymous because this was supposed to be, a, like, we have to have a certain amount of anonymity for the story. Yeah, but I feel like people should know about the school. Because we do have people who aspire to be groomers listen to the podcast. Yeah. So maybe wait some time for people to forget. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then send us the school because I like, definitely when the dumpster fire is like out and you're like you're ready. You're ready to take on like more just yeah. like just traditional email like hey if you're in this area like you know you want to go to an actual school blah 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 and it would be great to know if this school is on the west coast too that'd be cool oh yeah um but yeah you know we need more schools out there and we need more schools with instructors like you yeah, who aren't burnt out and who care exactly? Like you can be burnt out of grooming and still and not love. Be an asshole. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so funny because that seems similar. And like, my instructor was the same as your instructor, and she was like really easy on me. Like everything was really easy as far as like our my groom school is pretty good. I learned a lot, but from other people's groom school. They had a harder time, mm-hmm. and it's it was just like everybody was miserable at other academies. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and there was one instructor out here that was like notorious for a little bit. That I know three groomers that were trained underneath her, mm-hmm. and they hated her as an instructor. They liked her as a manager, but they hated her as an instructor. That sucks. Yeah. All right, guys, if you haven't heard your story yet, don't worry. We're getting to it. Um, it's just... We like to season our steak and age it properly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sprinkles, sprinkles. Um, but please continue to send us your stories. Um, but we are out till next time. Um, I think I think our, ne- our next episode will be probably around Thanksgiving. It'll come out. So maybe we can think of like some gobble gobble stuff i don't know um send us some like holiday stories uh, that'd be great throughout this wonderful season if you need to vent feel free to do so you can use us as your uh, whatever just use us to vent to she likes being used and abused um but we are out till next time so send us your stories at shitonthetable.com just hit the stories tab and get your merch there also um you can follow us on facebook instagram and sh- at shit on the table 
Tell your friends to listen to us at Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, and Amazon Podcasts. And did you just fart? No, feel my butt. I'm oh. soaking wet. And um, you can go to our website also um, if it's easier to send that to your friends to listen to our podcasts. Um, yeah. So, bye.